for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. I hope you are doing it with style today. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. Star Style, Be the Star You Are. It's brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. And I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan, and I'm coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And we want to uh, seed, simulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations and dialogues. So stop wishing upon a star. Let's just imagine your dreams as if they have already transpired. And let's talk as if we're living your dreams and then act like you have everything you need to be the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. Because we only have one life to live. It's not a rehearsal. This is it. So let's make the most of it. Well, I'm really glad that you are with me today. We have a a great show uh, planned for you. In segment one, I'm going to be talking about uh, how to prep for a garden party because with all the stay-at-home orders this past year and the isolation, most people are looking forward to getting together with their friends and families. And if you've been vaccinated, the CDC indicates that small outdoor gatherings are relatively safe. And so the key is, is your garden ready for a small party? I'm going to give you a few flower fun hacks that are going to spruce up your space for very little money. And then um, segment two, we're going to start laughing because when life gets us down, laughter can lift us up. The Humor Project, which is um, is just a great laughter a laughter project that's gone on, and they ha- they used to have international conferences, and I was a a speaker at one of them in New York one year, which was wonderful. But they've been providing what we're calling humor vaccines to ward off the things that are bugging us, like COVID. And so I'm going to read you some of the funny um, anecdotes that are kind of a humor prescription. So just to get your, your blood pumping and make you smile a bit. And then again, talking about being vaccinated, If you have been vaccinated, you were given an official vaccination card that provides your date of vaccination and the type. Should you laminate your card for safekeeping or is it better just to take a photo and store your card? We'll find out about that. And in our final segment, so many Americans are wasting food. I mean, it's a global issue, but according to the USDA, the United States wastes about 40% of its supply annually. So there's so many food shortages around the world. What can we do to cut back on food waste? We will find out about that as well. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Uh, if you would like to get involved or make a donation, visit bethestarur.org. And this is from the Dalai Lama. If you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. 
And, you know, I love that quote as I, I really love all kinds of quotes because I feel that they really do encourage us to be our best selves. But think about that one for a moment is, you know, when we do things for others, when we make other people happy or, you know, we we do something that is going to elevate them, it makes us happy and it elevates us. And that is the paradigm of life is of, you know, when you serve others, you serve yourself. Everything comes around. That's karma. So let's believe in the karma. Well, as I'm talking about karma, before I get into the garden party hacks that I want to tell you about, I just want to give a shout out to four great guys who have been working with me uh, here at my house as we are redoing a deck that was falling apart and is old and they're doing just a terrific job and they're great to have around. So I just want to say thank you to Eric and Armando and Chris and Mohammed. What hard workers. And I love people who have a work ethic and, you know, just get it done or honest, have integrity. It means so much. I mean, it's the way I was brought up on the farm is that your handshake or your word was your commitment. That was your contract. Didn't have to sign anything. You just, you give your word and you do it. And then you work hard. So all these people that say you have to work smarter, not harder. Yes, I believe that we can work smart, but you know, there's nothing that beats working hard. (laughs) Um, I have been in the garden since 7.30 this morning and it is now 4 p.m. Pacific. I came in about 15 minutes ago to, um, to just, I was already prepared for the radio show, but only about 15 minutes ago. And, you know, I'm just pulling weeds and trying to get everything ready for fire protection. And speaking of fire protection for California, I will be doing some information and shows about how to protect yourself, put together a go bag, um, all those things. Because California especially, and the West in general, are facing, well, we're in a drought now, but pretty much the West is facing a drought. And uh, they're saying that this is going to be a horrendous fire year. In fact, it's only the beginning of May, and we started the beginning of May with red flag days, which means fire danger. So don't even light a candle, right? So anyway, we'll be giving you some of that information in the next couple of weeks. And if you are um, if you are near open space or you have any weeds in your garden, you've got to get them out. But I will give you that reminder towards the end of the segment as well. Well, Emily Dixon said, I was reared in the garden, you know, and I feel like I'm a compadre because I was reared in the garden. And if you are like most people who have been hibernating and following CDC social distancing protocols during the pandemic, you are probably itching for a gathering of friends and families. And if you have been vaccinated, and I really hope you have, and if you haven't, really, really, really consider it because this is not, getting vaccinated is not a political issue. It is a humane issue. We want to take care of not only ourselves, our family, our friends, but anybody we come in contact with and the world. And speaking of that, I was listening to NPR yesterday and they were doing an interview with a um, scientist who lives in Kathmandu, India. 
and she was actually ill. She was recuperating from COVID at the moment, and her entire family has COVID. All her neighbors have COVID, and you've heard about the devastation that's going on in India and how many thousands of people are dying every day, and she made this comment. She said, she said, for all those Americans who are out there who do not want to get the vaccination, please send your dosage to us because we are dying and we want to be vaccinated. And it just hit me really hard thinking, we have the vaccines here, yet so many people are hesitant about it. So if you're one of those people, just talk to your physician or talk to someone who knows more than what the, uh, the hype or the social media or lies are about it. I think that um, you will protect yourself and your family. But anyway, if you have been vaccinated, small outdoor get-togethers without masks are considered relatively safe. So is your garden and your patio area or your porch, are you ready to create a party? And while many people have been baking bread and learning to crochet or tackled puzzles, I have been busy helping clients prepare their landscapes for small garden shindigs, as well as creating quiet spaces as a peaceful and restor- you know, uh, restorative sanctuary. And of course, in every free moment I have, I've been working in my own garden. And you don't have to do an entire expensive makeover to make your place look pretty and presentable. There are so many ways that you can get a streamlined look on a budget that you can't afford. And I call these budgets a garden hack, and I'm going to share the suggestions with you. So the first thing you want to do is walk around your exterior perimeter and take some notes. What areas need a little more TLC? Do you have debris anywhere, or maybe you have it everywhere? What about the weeds or broken or dead branches or an overabundance of fallen leaves? The first thing you want to do is clean, clean, clean. Remove whatever is broken and not fixable. Recycle or repurpose other items that are fixable. And one one aside note here, there was um, Goodwill has been saying since it's spring cleaning for so many people, they are in, in, inundated with junk that they have to toss out. And it cost them a million dollars this past um, month to throw away the stuff, the junk that people gave them that was completely unusable. And some of the items that people got would be like one tennis shoe or a lampshade that had holes burnt in it. Um, or something that was so broken, it was no, there was no way to fix it. So, you know, before you recycle or donate to a charity like Goodwill or St. Vincent de Paul or any other place that, you know, that fix things as much as they can and then resell them, make sure it's something that you would buy if it was uh, fixed up. And so it needs to be in decent condition and it needs to be clean. So the next thing you have to do is Rake the leaves and put them in the compost pile or your green bin. And then with pruning shears, you cut any dead branches on shrubs or trees and then remove the dead or dry foliage. And again, the compost, I talk about it a lot here because I am the goddess gardener. So uh, composting is so essential and it's really, it's good for you, good for the environment and it will save you a lot of money. So if you can compost, but if you're not, put it in the green bin. Tackling the weeds. 
Well, I have been tackling the weeds since February now in every spare moment. But if weeds are growing in beds, it is really best to pull them by hand. Now, if they're on a hillside or they're in an area without many other plants, you might be able to use a weed eater, you know, a weed whacker. Now, my preference is always hand pulling because then you get the roots. And when you pull out the roots, it ensures that they're not going to sprout again at least this season. When you weed whack, usually they'll, you know, they fall to the ground and then the seeds um, will come back next season. But usually because the roots are still there, if you're watering the area, it's going to come back anyway. So that's not really what you want. Now, once your garden is free of weeds, check the soil. If it's really hard and compacted, it behooves you to bring in bags of enriched compost before planting. Soil is the foundation of verdant growth. Just remember that. Soil is your foundation. And I, this time around, you may remember I talked about how I brought in soil and then I brought in wood chips, uh, 60 full yards uh, I hauled a few months ago. Well, in the last three weeks, I have now hauled 230 40-pound bags of, um, of mulch into my hillside and into gardens. I think that's something like six tons. So I definitely am not going to have to go to the gym. I'm going to get very buff, I think. But um, boy, that's a lot of hauling. Anyway, um, our weather here, at least in Northern California, is absolutely glorious spring weather. There's blooming flowers and trees and shrubs. and Everything's in abundance at nurseries and garden centers. So before it gets too hot, you want to add any shrubs or color spots. And then you have to make sure to water them until the plantings are established. Water deeply and often. And I prefer to plant colorful per perennials, biennials, and bulbs that are going to return in future seasons. And some of my favorites, of course, are azaleas and foxgloves, delphinium, lavender, roses, calla lily, and they're all available in several colors. Now, if you want to soften a fence or an arbor, I recommend um, clematis, honeysuckle, or jasmine. The honeysuckle and jasmine just smell magnificent, and so that's a really good one. Now, wisteria is beautiful, but it's a very strong spreading vine, and it requires heavy-duty support systems. And this is why one of the reasons I have to uh, redo my pergola on my deck because I have wisteria, and it literally was pulling the wood, um, the redwood apart. So that's to be reinforced. So also, you want to seek some drought-tolerant species and also add succulents. Now, in my garden, I really like to create a painter's palette of color with minimal spacing between plants. However, if you're the kind that you want to strategically place just a few select plants, that's also impressively impactful, especially if you add the, you know, the uh, mulch or brown, the brown, red, or black wood chips between it. Now, ornamental grasses are easy to care for, and they add like a natural stream-like flow to a garden. And then clumping bamboo is excellent as a rustling screen, and it blows in the breeze, and it just, it's almost like chimes. So both offer a feeling of serenity and calmness to any space. Now, after you've planted, 
you want to top dress with mulch to enhance the aesthetics. And that will increase moisture retention. It'll minimize the weed growth. You can buy wood chips, as I was saying, in at least three different colors, red, black, and forest brown by the bag. Or you can order other varieties in bulk. Any flammable mulches, such as chips, bark, straw, or pine needles, have to be distanced two feet from structures as per the fire ordinance in your area. Gravel or rocks can be placed around a structure as a preventative measure. And then add stepping stones surrounded by small pebbles or pea gravel to enhance a dirt path. Gravel and rocks add texture, and the crunching sound is soothing. And if your porch or deck needs refinishing, as mine did, until you're ready to start that project, you might want to do what I did, which was very budget conscious. I just bought very inexpensive indoor-outdoor um, carpeting or rugs in uh, these natural tones to temporarily cover the flaws and make walking comfortable and splinter-free. I got very, I got six by nine um, rugs for like $15. So they were really, um, it was a good idea, uh, until you have time to redo, redo whatever you have to do. Now, when it comes to patio furniture, take an inventory of the condition of what you have. Can it last another summer with a bit of cleaning and updating? Do you need new pillows and pads or can you just wash and refresh the ones you own? Now I was working on a project where the homeowners were going to discard their table and chairs because they were metal and rusting. But their dilemma was they didn't have the time nor the money to invest in new patio furniture before a scheduled garden get together for a few of their vaccinated friends. So I gave them this hack. I said, how about just using a little elbow grease? You know, let's scrub it, sand it, spray paint it. It took a couple of hours. The result was that the set looked brand new. Painting is one of the greatest hacks, offering immediate, inexpensive results. So think about paint if you just want to get through another season. Another hack that I employ regularly is adding cut seafoam status to area pots or beds where a little pizzazz is needed. They're straw-like status, and they hold their purple color for weeks without additional water. So you could use other straw flowers as well. And shaded areas with comfortable seating invite a cooling, quieting, and relaxing experience. Umbrellas add sophistication to a patio. And two or three strips of vintage-looking LED Edison bulb lighting will provide a warm, inviting glow in the evening. You've seen these, I'm sure, in patios. They look great, and they're also very inexpensive. So, or you could also just buy a row of tube lights, put them on the ground behind hedges, and you'll have this very ethereal illumination. Now, the smart choice when planning the party bites at this time during COVID is to offer individually cupped appetizer to eliminate people double dipping. So you can get homegrown or go to the farmer's market and slice up some carrots, celery, peppers, cut them into long slices, and then stand them on top of, um, of um, a, a couple of spoonfuls of hummus and put them in tiny tableware and mount it in a pretty display. And it will be nutritious, and it's really pretty. We put them in wine boxes, and it looks fantastic. You can make charcuterie cones and adorn them with sprigs of rosemary, orange spices, and berries, which will entice any carnivore. And that it's like ice cream cones. And that way, people can just take a cone themselves 
and they're not dipping, you know, in a dip at all. And then for drinks, have individual bottles or cans of your favorite beverages to quench the thirsty friends. Or if you want to have glasses, you can mark with a with a erasable marker the names of the guests on the glasses. Or if you're serving something like wine or something, you can put those little um, the the wine the wine charms on your glass. Now, finally, fresh, free-flowing flower arrangements picked from a profusion of blooms from your garden. They're going to be a conversation starter. The ones I created for a recent event were just a mixture of calendula, Jupiter's beard, Mexican sage, mixed with some mock orange blossoms, that which added a very heady perfume to the outdoor occasion. I cut them all from my garden, and I brought them. And after the festivities, the bouquets became the fragrant favorites indoors. So I was reared in the garden, as you can tell, and I'm proud to be a nature lady. So I hope that you'll be able to use some of these simple hacks, and then you'll be ready to host your own outdoor garden party with your vaccinated friends. And just give it your best shot, right? And a couple of reminders. Um, If you're living in California, most areas, most cities and rural areas have a fire compliance deadline for wildfire risk by the end of May or June 1st. So that means you have to cut your tall grasses, prune tree limbs to a minimum of six feet from the ground and away from roofs, keep two feet of combustible ground covers, including bark or mulch, away from all structures. You can add gravel as a good medium to use in this area. And plantings need to have a one-foot clearance above the ground. So also don't forget to clean out your gutters and your roof of area of any debris and trim trim trees away from chimneys and remove flammable liquids and other matter away from your home. Um, Another reminder is probably by now your daffodils, tulips, woodland hyacinths, and naked lady foliage have dried, and it's time to remove them from the plant. Now, by allowing the leaves to yellow, the plant is receiving its nutrition to develop flowers for the next season. And then those leaves can be added to your compost pile. Since I have goats and pigs and chickens, I actually bring them up to the barn and it makes beautiful bedding for the animals. Um, Because we're trying to save water and we're in a drought, don't forget about keeping a bucket in your shower to use on water on your indoor plants or outdoor plants. And keep a bowl at sinks so that when you're brushing your teeth or washing your face or washing your hands, All that water can be used on any of your potted plants, your outdoor plants, anything. And finally, remember that it's warm here in California. It's 90 degrees. It was 90 yesterday. I think it's close to that today. And the snakes are out and about. Now, garter, king, and gopher snakes are great friends to our garden. So even though they might be a little scary, leave them alone. They're going to get the gophers, they're going to get the rats, they're going to get the moles, and king snakes can actually kill rattlesnakes. And the rattlesnakes are out, and they've been seen on the trails. So if you hear a hissing and a rattling, um, you know, get away. Well, that is it for our garden segment for segment one. When we come back, we're going to have a little bit of laughter, I hope. It is our humor segment here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We want to lift you up. Stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. Be right back. Be the star you are. 
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, unfortunately, COVID 19 and all its mutated variants are still with us. So, we do need our sense of humor and we have to keep it coming because we don't want to get depressed. It's been really. It has been, uh, how many months is it now? Is it 15 months? I, I've lost track. But so the Humor Project is, was the first organization in the world to focus full-time, and they say full-time, on the positive power of humor and creativity. And it was actually launched in 1977. So the Humor Project's fun but not for fun work has reached, tickled, and touched millions of people in all 50 states and on all seven continents. And, of course, they're saying next year they're going to Mars. So <laughs> we'll see if that happens. But it's a, a really great, you can look them up. Um, it's a really great organization. And when they do have a conference, uh, they have people from all over the world that that attend. So it was, it was really an honor to be one of their lead speakers at their international conference. So I'm just going to read you a few of um, the funny things that they have sent out. And again, this is from the humor project ever had a really long week and then realize it's only Tuesday, March, 2021, pretty much the same as March, 2020, but now we have toilet paper. <laughs> Homeschooling update. My child just said, I hope I don't get the same teacher next year. And of course, that would be the parent, right? We can have gatherings of up to 10 people without issues. But I don't even know 10 people without issues. Stay inside. Practice social distancing. Clean yourself constantly. Oh, my God. I, must, I think I've become a house cat. I'm in a really good place right now. 
not emotionally or spiritually. I'm just on the couch with my dog. And we give equal time for dog lovers. I'm at a place in my life where errands are starting to count as going out on a date. Now, that kind of sounds true. How many people are going to too many places more than the grocery store, the hardware store, the post office, the cleaners, and maybe the pharmacy? So I got pulled over in the high occupancy vehicle lane. And when the cop asked, where is my passenger? I told him due to social distancing, he had to be in the car behind me. <laughs> I liked that one a lot. I thought I, if, if I got pulled over, I was going to use that. <laughs> After six months of listening to people talk with their masks on, I finally empathize with what Charlie Brown's teacher was saying. What day is it? A, Monday. B, Tuesday. C, Saturday. D, 1984. Kind of feels like 1984, doesn't it? No, you haven't gained that much weight during the pandemic. Come on, chin up. No, 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 the other chin up. I'm not sure how many problems I have because math is one of them. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but if you are going through a tough time, don't cut your bangs. There's just not enough time in the day for all the stuff I am not going to do. I ate 12 times. I took five naps. And it's still today? Social distancing picked me up. Um, and this is kind of a goofy one, and you would have to kind of go back to an old commercial. But here's the social distancing pick-me-up line that somebody from the Humor Project uh, submitted. Hey, do you need toilet paper? Because I could be your Prince Charmin. Do you remember there was a commercial years ago, and I don't know how many years ago, but it was, please don't squeeze the Charmin. It was the goofiest commercial, and it showed a guy squeezing toilet paper like it was his, you know, long last love. When Isaac Newton stayed at home to avoid the 1665 plague, he discovered the laws of gravity, optics, and he invented calculus. So, what have you been up to lately? Dear life, when I asked if my day could get any worse, it was a rhetorical question, not a challenge. I know this, when this ends, and it will, every game will sell out, every restaurant will have a two-hour wait, every kid will be glad to be in school, everyone will love their job, the stock market will skyrocket. Every other house will get TP'd. And we're all going to hug and embrace and shake hands. And that's going to be a pretty good darn day. So hang in there, world. So that's what they submitted for this week. And it gave me a chuckle. I hope a couple of those gave you a chuckle. So now there's this um, question about laminating your COVID vaccine card. So as you know, I've been vaccinated and I'm so happy about it and I feel so relieved. Um, in fact, my husband and I are going to go out on Saturday night for the first time since last March when this all happened uh, to an outdoor restaurant and meet two friends that we have not seen. Uh, and these are two really good friends. We talked to them on the phone, but we haven't seen them since that time. So 
uh, I'm very excited to go out and sit outdoors and actually eat somebody else's food besides my own. Um, I think I'm a pretty good cook, but I'm really tired of cooking right now. <laughs> I'm real every doing it every day. It, it just gets old. I like having uh, special occasions that I can cook for. So I did get my vaccine card and I was thinking about laminating it. And then I started reading other things. Now, first of all, if you have been inoculated against the coronavirus, congratulations. And that means you would have an official COVID-19 vaccination record card to prove it. Now, there are lots of uh, travel things. They're talking about um, cruise lines that are going to try to open maybe this next year, towards the end of the year. And they're going to require you to be vaccinated. A lot of schools are requiring anybody who's going to attend, they have to be vaccinated. So there's going to be a lot of requirements um, to, if you're going to go back, some, some workplaces are doing it. If you're going to, if you want the job, you have to be vaccinated. But, so you need to keep the card is what I'm trying to say, because it bears your name, your date of birth, your vaccine type, and your vaccination date. And you have to keep it in a safe place because you are going to need it in the future. And another thing you should do is take a photo of the card as a backup. And the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, really advise that. But here's what they say you shouldn't do with your card. And they're saying, do not laminate it. And that was like my first inkling was thinking, I should really want to laminate it. But the executive director of the American Public Health Association counsels against laminating your vaccination record, and it's because the card has blank spaces to record your future shots. Whether the second dose of a two-dose regimen or a booster shot should become necessary, and if you seal the card in plastic, that's going to prevent the vaccine provider from adding that information to your original card. So it's probably a good idea to follow the advice of the CDC, take a digital photo of your card and keep it on your phone or your mobile device, and then keep the paper card in a safe place, probably with your passport, because if foreign travel opens up and they're talking about it, you're going to have to show it for foreign travel. Or you could put it in a plastic sleeve like those that you put your credit cards in. But whatever you do, do not post a photo of your vaccine card on the Internet, you know, on social media or anything, because it contains all the information that identity thieves need to steal your identity and probably uh, your bank account. So if you have already laminated your card and you're going to need a booster shot, you're going to need to ask for another paper record because you're going to need to prove your newest booster shot. If you've lost your card, contact the place where you received your vaccine to ask for a replacement. And then you can also contact the immunization information system in your state. It's IIS. You would have to look that up on the internet because every state is going to be um, different. So you could do that. But um, there are, because of the variants from Brazil and England and South Africa that are already plaguing, well, they're in, they're in all the 50 states, I guess, already. They're, they're already working on boosters. And um, there's no definite word out yet when a booster is going to be available. But the, um, 
I guess the the word on the street is probably by September, anyone who's been vaccinated will probably need a booster. So it, may, it might become like the flu shot where you'll have to get a booster every year, or maybe you're going to have to get a booster every six months. But coronavirus is here to stay. Uh, most flu, flus are coronavirus, but COVID-19 probably is not going to go away until we get to that herd immunity. And it even won't go away then. So get vaccinated. Don't don't laminate your card and then get a booster when you need to do that. So you are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and I am the producer and host of this show. And I do hope that you also listen to our teen show, Express Yourself, that airs on Sundays at 3 p.m on this network, the Empowerment Network. We are coming to you live. It's Voice America, and this is where the world talks, and we listen. So be back in a minute. Don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Humor is serious business. Take your career seriously, but always take yourself lightly. In a survey of over 737 CEOs, 98% said they would rather hire somebody with a great sense of humor than somebody without one. If you are willing to laugh at yourself and your mistakes, you are better prepared to handle stress in the workplace. Humor builds positive working relationships and improves morale. Norman Cousins, in his book, Anatomy of an Illness, found that laughter enhances respiration, circulation, oxygenates the blood, and suppresses the stress-related hormones in the brain. So laughing with others builds confidence and camaraderie. More corporations are realizing the positive effects of humor and are building it into their culture. Business doesn't have to be boring. Humor makes for better, serious business. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style Productions. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376. 376 Moraga, California 94556 Be the Dare to care. You are the star. Follow- 
follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. We're having a power party, a power party, a power party. Okay, well, thank you for staying with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style Be the Star You Are radio show. We come to you live every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. And we are broadcasting live on the Voice American Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And I have been with you um, since 1998 every week on the air. And so you know the, how much I love to recycle and repurpose and remake. And I just don't like to waste anything. It's just, it's just not in my DNA. And I'm sure that comes because I grew up on a farm. We really, it was really in the boondocks. We used to sing that song all the time, you know, down in the boondocks. Um, Because when you live out on a farm and you're far away from any store or anything, you save everything and you repurpose everything. That piece of wire that we so easily toss when we're not recycling, that can be used to fix the fence or who knows, to, um, to work on a pen, an animal pen or something. So everything is always recycled. Well, when it comes to food, we don't waste food either. We usually grow what we eat and then, you know, we will buy what we don't grow or what we don't raise or what we don't hunt. And so it's really is a waste, not want, not pollute, not, I mean, it's very, very, important. It's like the circle of life is everything that goes in goes out and and it just goes round and round. So I want to talk to you about um, wasting food for a little bit here because you know when you just have leftovers and you just or you have leftover salad let's say and you think oh no big deal I just put it down the garbage disposal or put it in the garbage but A recent report from the sustainability-focused World Resources Institute says that food waste is actually responsible for 8% of annual greenhouse gas emissions. And then 25% of agricultural water use and land area, which is uh, the land area about the size of Canada, by the way, goes towards producing that food that actually gets wasted and not eaten. So if it was a country, the food that we waste here in America would release more greenhouse gases in the atmosphere than any nation in the world except the United States and China. Now, did you understand what that means? If those, if that amount of waste that we waste every year, that we just throw away because we think we, you know, it's just leftovers or it's leftover salad or maybe the lettuce got a little slimy or, you know, the carrots aren't as crisp anymore. If just that waste alone were a country, it would be, um, it would release more greenhouse gases into the atmosphere than any nation in the world except the U.S. and China. So what does this mean? 
cutting back on food waste could really help the environment in so many ways. I mean, most obviously, it would save the resources and energy that go into the production of unneeded food at every step of the supply chain, from farming to packaging to shipping. But as food rots in landfills, it also produces methane. And that's one of the greenhouse gases that contribute to climate change. So if we can reduce the amount of food that goes uneaten and, um, you know, and the amount of food that we allow to spoil, we could lower overall emissions. And unfortunately, we waste perfectly good items. And that also contributes to food and nutrition insecurity since fresh, healthy items tend to be those that are wasted the most. And what's left behind are the things that are non-perishable and they're processed products. And those are the things that are not good for us. They're, it's, they're not sustainable. And those are the, you know, the processed foods are the things that are going to cause cancer. We have to learn to eat fresh. Food waste cuts into our paychecks too. It costs the average American family of four, this is a lot of money, $1,500 a year for all the food that they just waste or put, you know, that the leftovers that they throw into the garbage. So food waste is a global issue, but the United States is an absolute major offender. We discard up to 40% of our food supply every year, and that's according to the United States Department of Agriculture, the USDA. So governments, corporations, restaurants, stores, farmers, and other food producers, everybody plays a big part in reducing waste. But we as an individual and as households, we are the most important contributors here too. So I want to give you a few tips on how you can do your part to reduce food waste. So the first thing, it's probably pretty obvious. So, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, and this is, you've got to think critically about what you buy. You've always heard that before you go shopping, make a grocery list. Make the things that you really need. And also don't go to the grocery store hungry. So that way you're going to avoid impulse buying and stocking up on so much that you can't use the food by the time it's going to go bad. So before you go to the grocery store, Look in your refrigerator, look in your pantry, look on your shelves, wherever you stock your food, and see what you already have. And think about what are you going to cook. Um, so then when you go to the store, you have a list and stick to that list. Now, if you accidentally buy more than you need, consider freezing food, canning food, pickling the extra food, or use them as components in soups, salads, smoothies, uh, sauces, etc. Now, another thing that really contributes to waste, and people don't realize it if they're not a gardener, I think, is that more often than not, almost everything, if you're going to the store and you're buying a bunch of parsley or cilantro or onions or something, green onions, let's say, most people will only eat the leafy parts of the cilantro, the parsley, the basil, etc. What you don't realize is that the stems, everything is good. Everything is delicious. In fact, 
the stems probably have more flavor. So use the tops for the things that you think are going to make your dishes pretty, etc. And then chop the stems and use them in your sauces or in your soups or in your salads. They add a really wonderful crunch. And um, when you buy produce or even pick it from your garden, uh, if you buy it, take it out of the plastic bag as soon as you get home. Wash everything. And then I like to just roll it. If you're a person that uses paper towels, I try not to because I don't like to. I'm trying to waste not. But I wrap them in um, cloth. So I have I have a, um, a big stack of white washcloths. And I wash my vegetables. I wrap them in um, a washcloth. And, or you can put, put them in a cloth napkin if you prefer and then put them in the drawer and they will stay fresh for a long time another thing you can do if you don't want to wrap them in cloth if you are somebody that when you shop you get paper bags and I actually hope that you were using recycled cloth bags now but if you do get a, a paper bag you can turn the paper bag inside out cut it up and use it to roll your um, fruits or vegetables in and they will stay fresh Another thing is to get organized. You, if you keep a neat refrigerator and pantry, it's going to go a long way towards reducing food waste. So you can put the more perishable foods right up front. And it's that way it's a constant reminder to actually use that food before you go for a more preserved or processed food. And how you store those perishable, uh, perishable items really matter too. So Fruits and vegetables typically do better in the humidity-controlled uh, crisper. And then the greens stay good longer wrapped, as I told you, in either paper, paper bags, paper towels, or in cloth napkins. And my preference is the cloth napkins or washcloths. Now, learn what the labels really mean. Now, this is a really bugaboo for me. Um, a study published earlier this year found the majority of Americans toss packaged food when it gets close to the sell-by or use-by date. Now, you, what you need to know is these labels are not federally regulated, and they don't refer to the food spoilage. So it's being just overcautious, and that really leads to the excess weight. So my suggestion is, and I think it's a better strategy, and the USDA agrees with me, you want to cha you know, check for changes in color, flavor, texture, or smell. That's how you know if something is going bad. And if it doesn't change color, flavor, texture, or smell, you're good to go. So don't, um, don't toss things. And then the last thing before we end is just keep your portion slices a little bit more moderate. Overeating can be a form of food waste as people consume more than they need. And a recent study argued that overindulgence is just as wasteful as food loss, if not more, because cutting back on your portions are going to have a positive impact on your health. So for some consumers, that's even more motivating than thinking about the environment. So waste not, want not, pollute not. Well, that is our show for today. I hope that you got a couple of laughs. And uh, I hope that you also learned a little bit about how to put together a garden party and how not to waste anything. So thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every week as your personal growth coach. Make sure you are tuned into Star Style, Be the Star You Are. 
every Wednesday right here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And if you don't catch us live, we are available on all of the different platforms, you know, on um, Apple and um, SoundCloud and, you know, all the different ones. If you want more information about me, Cynthia Bryan, Star for Star, or Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To know more about the charity Be The Star You Are that brings you this show, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And we hope that you'll make a donation. Every dollar counts, and every dollar helps someone in need. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, motivate, and edutain you, and edutate you, I guess. (laughs) See beyond your physical being. Know you're ready to star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And read a book this week. Um, A book is like a garden in your pocket. And if you are thinking about a book, I I would like you to go to my website and pick up Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. I just got an email about uh, from a woman who was sitting in her room with the book unopened until a few weeks ago when she was hit with COVID. And she's not a person who can sit and watch TV. She pulled out the book, decided to give it a shot, started reading it, couldn't put it down. I just love the book, full of inspirations, God's blessings, and just great spirit. And so she wrote and said, I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing it with the world. So I thought that was really wonderful. So thank you for that message. So until next week. When we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Go out into the world and be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and weed your garden. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.